And I am writing solo today, and you're listening to Grow on the Go. Um, not solo for the whole podcast, because this is an older show that we're revamping a little bit. But for this intro, it's just me today. And uh, we're going to be going back to uh, a summer book club episode, which, is there anything we really want more than summer right now? This isn't, it's not going to bring you back to the beautiful, sunny summer days. But, I don't know, it's still a good show, and... You know, books are evergreen, I guess. Ma, if mom was here, she would laugh at that. Uh, out of pity, probably. Um, I am, like, incapable of reading at this point in my life. Like, I can read. I, <laughs> I haven't lost that skill. But it's just the older I get and the longer I work in writing, because I'm, I'm a writer professionally and I have been for the last decade, um, the longer I write professionally, the less my brain is willing to let me read anything for fun, which is super frustrating. I, I open a book no matter how badly I want to read it and I just fall asleep right in the book. Um, and so I really just have to listen to audiobooks, which Stephen King considers that the same as as reading, so I guess I get a pass on that. Um, or I guess you could, you know, listen to podcasts that review <laughs> that review books. Um, I personally, so speaking of summer, <laughs> we spoke of books. Now we'll speak of summer. I have never been much of a summer person myself, but I just. The older I get, the more I really value laying on a beach, which is so funny because when I was a kid, I, it was, it's boring. I have ADHD. Don't ask me to just lay somewhere. But this past summer, I spent every day that was warm enough that I didn't have to work on a beach somewhere. I bought like a special blanket that you can like, it's like a picnic blanket that you can tack into the ground. I bought a special umbrella that doubles as like a a lean-to sort of thing. I basically have an entire little house that I just bring with me to the beach. I have multiple floaties. I, I don't know when this happened, and I have a reputation in my family for hating the sun, which is fair because it gives me heat rash. Um, but recently, I just... I don't know what it is. It's just so good for my soul. And then I can take my paddleboard out, too, which... It's weird that mom and I haven't done that together because she also paddleboards and neither of us are particularly athletic. So it's weird that we haven't done this vaguely athletic thing together as unathletic people because my sister and my dad are both quite naturally athletic. Anyway, that's enough waxing poetic about summer and books. Please enjoy this episode of Grow on the Go. My goal is simple, to help you enjoy the Bible. That's it. If you enjoy it, you'll read it more. If you enjoy it, you'll talk about it. Hmm. If you enjoy it, you'll become more consistent in your time with God. If you enjoy it, you will apply it. When it comes to the Bible, God never intended you to stop at believing it's true. He also wants you to enjoy it. Wow. And he goes into talking about, you know, um, when he's... Um, interviewed people, you know, why do you read the Bible? And and the, the various responses that he gets are very accurate. And I would 
probably have said something along the same lines as well. It's an opportunity to get to know God's will. I find encouragement in the Bible. Uh huh. It's what I'm supposed to do as right. a Christian. It's how I, I know what God wants me to do. It reminds me of what's true. It's God's holy word. But I don't know, like many of the people that Keith Farron interviewed, I don't know if I would have ever said, I really enjoy. Let me take that back. When I first became a Christian, oh, you couldn't get me out of my mm. prayer chair. And, and was it uh, uh, King James you were reading back then? Because you, were, you came out of a Catholic background. Yes, I did. It was not. It was the New Living Translation oh, that good. my mother had um, oh. bought. And it had lots of commentary. Oh, I love New Living. Yeah, it was really, it, it was, I wasn't even going to a church when mm-hmm. I first, well, I shouldn't say that. I wasn't going to a, uh, a, a real Bible um, preaching church. So anyway, my my Bible was just my time mm-hmm. with God, and Can I, I enjoyed just say, it. Excuse me. Let me just say, um, we know that there are a lot of Roman Catholic churches that are very evangelical. They definitely teach the Bible. They sing worship sure. choruses. They're very uh, Bible-based, but that's not true of every Roman Catholic church necessarily. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, yeah, so... I, my initial, when, you know, first becoming a Christian, just everything is so new and God speaks to you and the, the mm. scriptures just jump off. And it's so, it was for me very enjoyable. I don't know when I hmm. sort of lost that. I remember a friend at a church once saying, oh, I just love baby Christians. They're just so, you know, in." enthusiastic, and they just want to get involved and do everything. But, honey, that will wane. And I remember thinking, no, it won't. And I wish I could say it didn't. Mm -hmm. But certainly my Bible reading somewhere along the line didn't fall off. or, But it it became some of those things that I I wanted to do, but it was also an obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this is what I'm supposed to do as a Christian. And it is an opportunity to know God's will. But I think I, I lost that enjoyment thing hmm. along the way. And so I downloaded this book. I didn't read it for probably years. And then I was just going through my list of books in my in my. Um, uh, tablet, and I thought, oh, I don't even remember. It sounds really intriguing. It really is. Now, I've just so recently picked it up, I haven't actually even finished reading it all. But I have determined, and I've already spoken to a couple of ladies at my church in Salinas, that when I get back, because one of the things he talks about is doing it as a group, getting mm. others together. So we're actually going to do this book as a Bible study. So we'll get together five or six ladies come to our house on Tuesday morning or whatever, and we're going to go through all the tips. It's very straightforward. He gives um, very distinctive um, ways that you can... um, I'll just give you for an example. Sure. Um, um, sorry, one of the things he talks about is if our time in God's Word were primarily 
relational instead of informational, it would have a significant probability of being transformational. So sometimes, and I'll just speak for myself, if I get into the word and I'm looking for an answer to something, or I need to find information, how do I deal with this difficult person? Mm -hmm. How do I manage my way through this situation. I'm looking for information, Mm -hmm. but it's not really relational. Mm -hmm. It would be like if you and I, that first time that we reconnected after 30 years, you know, getting together and I pulled out my, my resume, right, or a notepad and, and asked, okay, the 85 questions I need to ask Donna so that I can get, get to know her better. Right. You would be like, I'm not going out for lunch with you again, that was like a job interview, (laughs) right? It would would have been very informational, but not relational. And um, that information likely would have come out during our conversations. Mm -hmm. But if you approach it as, I just need to get this information, then you lose the relational. Well, and I I mean, really, God's, this is God's love letter to us. I, I often talk about the Bible that way. It's his love letter to us. And there's actually a book that has helped me enjoy reading the Bible, especially difficult books, um, called 66 Love Letters by Mm -hmm. Dr. Larry Crabb. And he um, has a conversation with God in each chapter. And so through this conversation with God, he unpacks really what, how that book is a love letter. Mm. I mean, I, like, what he writes about Leviticus made me get Leviticus, finally. <laughs> it like, would, yes. Yeah, so anyway, that's that's what you're saying, right? It's a love letter. It's relational. Absolutely. Yeah. And if we approach it relationally rather than informationally, mm-hmm. then uh, there is a greater chance of it being more transformational. transformational. And uh, I've just noticed over the last few weeks that I have been reading it, that I truly have been... Um, yeah, just really enjoying and wanting to implement some of the other tips and mm. and um, and things that he 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 talks about, you right. know, rather than just going for answer or um, you know. Often, I love devotionals. One of the other books that has really impacted me, and I believe it was your dear late sister who got me mm-hmm. turned on to it is uh, Jesus Calling. Yes. I love reading that. Sarah Young. Sarah Young. Mm-hmm. And every morning I'll, I'll read it's my... beautiful. Yeah. And I like other uh, devotional things and I'll, I'll get on um, depending on what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. You know, the, I have the version Bible on my iPad and, and they'll have different devotionals that you can walk through. But yeah, some some days it's um, you know you do your devotional and it's kind of okay. I can check, check that off. I can check my quiet time with God. And some yeah. days, uh, one of the other um, examples Keith gives is: imagine as a parent, you sit down your children and you say, you know what, there is so much that you need to learn and I need to discipline you about and I need to encourage you and, you know, get you on the right path in your life. So there's not going to be any time for play. We're not going to play anymore. Mm. You can play with your siblings, but Mm -hmm. mom and dad aren't going to play with you anymore because Mm -hmm. there's too much to learn. Imagine. Yeah, I mean, to me, that's not a relationship. No, it's not. And so... 
there are days that God says, I don't want to discipline you. I don't need to teach you anything. I just want to be with you. Yeah, I just yeah. want to just, you're my, you're my kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think one of the, the reasons we get into this information or teaching mode mm-hmm. is that we live in a... Uh, some would argue, argue postmodern culture, but for center, centuries, we've been in a modern culture. And moderns like to reduce. Mm-hmm. We reduce things to outlines. We reduce things to formulas. Ah. And so as moderns, we typically approach the Bible that way. The postmoderns, you know, which I, one of my daughters is definitely a postmodern, Kevin, who co-hosts with me. Yes. Anyone who listens, you know, she's really out of the box. My other daughter, Kendall, interestingly, only three years, four, three and a half years older is a modern in the way she thinks. Um, but postmoderns are more like pre-moderns in that they're more into narrative and story. Mm-hmm. And the Bible was written as story, as yes. narrative, as a love letter, yes. not as a textbook, which yeah. is how we tend as moderns to interpret it. Yeah. Yes, and I'm to that point, because there's such a story in the Bible, sometimes we, um, again, going back to that, if I'm looking for an answer, I'll, I'll try and find the scriptures that apply to my current situation and, you know, meditate on them, maybe memorize them, but I haven't sat down and read the whole story. Mm. So he really encourages, you know, read the whole story. And and even one of the tips is to just take a book of the Bible, whether it be, you know, one of the smaller books, Philippians. I personally picked up Philippians. And he said, and read it through several times for several weeks and really get it on the inside and really learn the story and uh, not just a piece of or, um, you know, this famous or familiar scripture really applies, but what is behind the whole story. Mm. So it's it's been really transformational for me, even though, you know, I've been reading my Bible for years. Right. And it's just looking at it with different eyes, a fresh perspective. and And I can't wait to um, get home and 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 share it with, with my others. friends from church. Yeah. Oh, it makes for such great conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, what are some of the other? Um, you said there were several things or several. Um, so the first one was approach it as a as a, a relationship. Yes. Um, uh, some of the other things. That remember why you're doing this. You know. I talked briefly about people come to know Jesus and they're so excited, Mm -hmm. so vibrant, so alive. And all too soon, the want to's turn into have to's. You know, when I first became a Christian, it was just, (laughs) I can tell your listeners this because you're just very real. But um, I was bartending at -hmm. the time and Mm -hmm. I would come home and sometimes hung over and I'd sit in my prayer chair (laughs) and I'd (laughs) have my cigarettes in my ashtray and my double cappuccino and I would literally spend hours reading my Bible. Amazing. And getting convicted all over the place. But (laughs) (laughs) That came came along the way, right? Absolutely. The Holy Spirit, if we are spending time in the Word, he, He eventually tells us, yeah, you know what? 
Yeah. Y- you might not want to be controlled with booze. You might yeah. want to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that cigarette you keep smoking, you are my temple, and you're yes. choking me out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So, um, but yeah, it was just this newness and excitement, and I and I just couldn't wait to, you know, it was, I didn't want to get up and get ready to go back to work because, uh, but you know, even in those early days, it was amazing. I remember going into work and, and I worked at a billiard uh, um, hall managing and doing some bartending, but at this particular time I was managing and um, the regulars would, would belly up to the bar and I'd be sitting there doing my work and, and uh, you know, one of them would say, oh guys, I heard a great joke and our bartender would pipe up and say, well, is it clean? And the patron would <laughs> what say, What bartender no. asks that? Right. <laughs> and they, then our, the bartender would say, oh, well, you can't tell it because Katie's here and, and uh, she doesn't appreciate, you know, I'm not language. sure if I said your last name. So KT is what we call Karen Taylor. Taylor, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it was... Oh, that's a- great. So obviously you were changing... Absolutely. And people were noticing, even yeah. though you might still have been smoking and drink and drinking heavily, you were there were some things that were different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um waitresses would, you know, come up to me and say that um they were so upset by the the current gossip and I'm like, Well, I haven't heard any gossip and and one of them I distinctly remember saying, well, of course you haven't. You don't gossip, so you're not going to hear the gossip. And and I just remember thinking, initially, now that I'm a believer, surely God wants me to move to Africa and become a missionary. <laughs> and trust me, I applied for every known agency. Really? Oh, I did not know that. I did. I thought, there is no way God wants me working in a bar. Like, why, mm-hmm. what could I possibly, what good could I possibly do? And yet, along the way, as God was changing me, um, it, it became apparent that I needed to grow where I was planted, and that's where I was planted. And, and so, yeah, the, the drinking went away, and the smoking eventually went away. That took a little while. Um, and it just, it was, it was God saying, just, you know, I'll take care of the outer, and I, nobody would take me. As a missionary, <laughs> I couldn't get him. I couldn't get involved in a. It was really probably because I was still smoking. Maybe I don't know. But, <laughs> was that one of the things on the questionnaire? Oh, definitely. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't but, think that they'd even think to ask that. <laughs> you know what? They wanted to know, and yeah. So that was very interesting. But um, yeah. So just getting back to it was um, some of the. The, oh, sorry. The I wanted to go to his. She's fighting with her electronics yes. right now. I know uh, our listeners are are kind of used to that because every now and then it happens to oh, me. You know, to err is human. To really mess up takes technology. Technology, exactly. <laughs> so you know, some of the tips are: Why are you doing this? You know, is it for just information, mm-hmm. or do you really want? As a raised in a Catholic home, mm-hmm. I knew all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. I did. I had a great foundation. I didn't know him personally, mm. but I knew of him. So, right. you know, are, do you want to know about Jesus or do you want to know Jesus? Mm-hmm. And and our 
of course, our heart is that we want to know Christ and become more like Christ. Mm-hmm. And the way to become more like him is to know him. And so remembering why you're doing it, setting your expectations really high. I loved this paragraph mm-hmm. or this chapter. You know, um, when you... When you're going out to a party, for example, if you're dreading going, chances are you're not going to have you're a very not going to have a very good time. If you go with high expectations, knowing that it's going to be a wonderful time, you're going to be able to have good conversations and good food with friends and family. Then you know your expectations are set high. So if we approach the Bible. And our time in God's Word with high expectations. Mm-hmm. God, I know we, there's something you want with me. And it may be just a time of him loving on you without Mm -hmm. instruction and without discipline or anything like that. But having that high expectation of um, this isn't just my 15, 20, or if I have an hour long time to check off the done quiet time you know, it's um, you have that expectation that you are going to hear from God, mm-hmm. and inevitably, He does want. And sometimes, yeah, it's just being together. Yes, I, I may have shared the story before of um, when Randy and I were dating. I had to be in the house at eleven o'clock. That was the rule, and um, but there was and and Randy had to be out of the house, but there was nothing to say he couldn't still be on the property. <laughs> So uh, I would go down to my basement room, and we lived in a bi-level, so the basement windows were quite tall. And I would stand on my bed and open the window, and he would lie down in the flower bed, (laughs) probably destroying my mom's marigolds or whatever, and we'd continue talking. And sometimes, like, the ground would just suck the heat out of his body, and he'd be just chattering. But we wanted to be together. We weren't finished being together. And it wasn't likely we had had anything specific we had to talk about. We just wanted to be together. Right. Right. And that is so much the heart of our Father. Mm -hmm. He just wants us to crawl up, you know, in his lap some days and just be together. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, just throughout the book, it just gives some great um, tips on how to just do a paradigm shift on if you may have gotten into a rut with reading your Bible Mm -hmm. and and how you can think differently about that time with God. Do you have some more tips for us? Um, Yes, there's... um, uh, watch the whole movie. We I talked a little bit about that as far as, you know, reading an entire chapter, or an entire book, book. rather. Um, but he even goes into, you know, the Bible, although is set in 66 books, it is one story. Continuous story. So to read the Bible through mm-hmm. fully from the beginning right through is a great way to, again, hear the whole story mm-hmm. and to know. Um, and he references, um, you know, watch the whole movie. Uh, many of us can give a, um, a quote of our favorite movie, and, and it'll bring us back to that, you know, um, Princess Bride comes to my mind. You know, some of those <laughs> yeah. movies that you could just watch over and over, yeah. Notting Hill. He's not totally dead. He's only mostly dead. <laughs> And but you you need to watch the whole movie in order to get um, the appreciation of that 
particular moment or or whatever. And right. so when you when you um, you know come upon a scripture that you want to remember, if you've watched the whole movie or in the case of the Bible, read the whole book, it just makes it that much more meaningful. Mm. Um, uh, learn from your shampoo bottle. <laughs> Repeat. Learn from your shampoo bottle. Yes, and that's it exactly. Um, there was years ago, and and I I won't I don't know who which the shampoo company, but the um, the CEO had set it out to his employees and said, you know, we need to boost sales. Some any idea? No, no ideas are bad. Just give any employee can give any idea. And one of the employees, not an executive, you know, somebody working probably in the production or manufacturing, mm -hmm. came up with the idea of shampoo, rinse, rinse repeat. repeat. And that d doubled their their sales. Because well, I'm glad were... that's why, because I never repeat. <laughs> <laughs> and I have heard that you're supposed to... Um, the, the first shampoo just gets all the product out of your hair, and then the second shampoo actually makes your scalp clean and your hair clean. And uh, my hair's so short, I figure I can do it all in once, one uh, one time anyway. But uh, I do repeat. Do you? Yes, you I repeat. follow instructions. Okay, no. <laughs> my hair is a little longer. It's a little longer. And, yeah, needs that second one, but um, but yeah, just and the reference to that. Learn from your shampoo bottle is. Is, and I spoke about that before, um, you know, reading Philippians over and over mm -hmm. and over. It gets into... It's, it's like it soaks yeah. into deeper layers yeah, as absolutely. you read it more often. And one of the things that I've loved doing, as I mean, I've been a believer almost my whole life. Mm -hmm. I uh, have spent a lot of time in the Bible, but... I love switching up the version that I'm using. Yes. My current favorite is the Passion Translation. Oh. So it might, might be one you want to check out. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I use it a lot, and um, it just makes scriptures that are m even memorized mm -hmm. fresher. And it brings out different nuances. Yeah. Um, so maybe every time you read Philippians, you go to a different version. Absolutely. And that's another thing that he, he oh. suggests to okay. do that. Um, I love the message. I have mm -hmm. always I loved the message. And so I actually have a Bible that has on one side of the page um, the NIV. And then on the ah. other side, it, it has the message. And it's, it's yeah. really, it's great to do that because, you know, to get the full understanding of mm -hmm. that if uh, you know a scripture that's maybe difficult mm -hmm. to comprehend and oh, i wonder what they mean by that but yeah and another tool that's really good for that is the amplified, amplified. Bible. it's been Absolutely. around forever but it really does unpack all the nuances mm -hmm. of the original language yeah, yeah i yeah. agree so tell me how reading this book has impacted your walk with god well again very simplistically it has um, just change the way I read the Bible in that I am finding, you know, implementing some of the tips. And I haven't actually even gotten through the, the, whole, the whole book, book. yet. So I am looking forward to... Um, How many hours was your flight on the way here and you couldn't finish the book? <laughs> That's okay. It's fine. 
Um, but the tip number nine, go on a 60-day adventure. I'm sure that's going to be a great thing. And and but it's just and the 60-day adventure is to read through the whole Bible? I don't know. I haven't oh, gotten to okay. tip number nine yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, you have to buy the book. Um, give us, us the title and author again, please. Keith Farron, and it's called How to Enjoy Reading Your Bible. I am definitely going to read that one. Well, thanks so much, Karen, thanks, for being Donna. with us today. I'm Donna Carter. You're listening to Grow on the Go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com. 